Welcome back. I'm glad you're with me today and I hope you're ready to dive into a pretty loaded conversation. Nothing too crazy, just, you know, a quick maybe journal prompt. This could be a journal prompt for you. Grab your journal. I have one primary question and I'll break it down for you in other terms. But the primary question is this. Does anxiety prevent you from serving others? In other words, do your worries or fears paralyze you or plague you just enough to convince you that you aren't supposed to or aren't ready or aren't qualified to bless others with your gifts or talents, the very gifts and talents that the Lord gave you to serve him and to humbly serve others. Whatever your response today, there is no judgment, there is no condemnation. I just hope and I believe that God is inviting you into a deeper relationship with him so that you can use this freedom that you have to serve one another through love. So grab a Bible. If you don't have your Bible, head to the YouVersion app, the Bible app on your phone. If you're not on your phone, but you're by a computer, go to Bible.com, BibleGateway.com, BlueLetterBible.org, all these different places on the internet where you can find the Word of God. And we are going to be in Galatians chapter 5. Let's go. You're now listening to Her Renewed Strength, the podcast, a place where you, my sisters in Christ, are encouraged to walk by faith and equipped to live well, steward well, and set your minds on eternity. I'm your host, Erica Diaz-Castro, your Jesus-loving Puerto Rican life coach. If you're tired of living a life burdened by anxiety, burnout, or overwhelm, if you're ready to do more of what you love, create more space for the things and people that matter most, and better steward the gifts and resources God graced you with, if you want coaching, encouragement, fellowship, and just a friend to help you shift your perspective from the temporal to the eternal, you're in the right place. Grab a coffee, journal, and a pen. Let's invite the Holy Spirit to the party, and let's dig into today's episode. Galatians chapter 5. So Galatians was written by Paul. It's a letter to the church in Galatia. And if you don't know anything about Paul, he wrote the bulk of the New Testament, the epistles, and a lot of really profound advice because he is essentially the pastor or like the global pastor of all these churches, right? So in the beginning of uh, the book of Galatians or the, the letter that he writes to the Galatians, he greets them and says, Paul an apostle not from men or by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead and all the brothers who are with me to the churches of Galatia. Grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from this present evil age according to the will of our God and Father. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. That's the opening. That was in chapter one. We're going to be in chapter five today. And we'll talk about the fruit of the spirit, sins of the flesh. But what I wanted to first talk about is freedom. Freedom 
of the Christian. I'm in the Christian Standard Bible translation today. And again, the topic that we're on today is whether or not anxiety is stopping you from serving others. So when I talk about freedom, what I'm really highlighting is freedom in Christ. Okay. Verse one starts like this. For freedom, Christ set us free. In other words, Christ set us free so we could be free. He says, stand firm then and don't submit again to a yoke of slavery. Okay. A yoke of slavery. Take note. I, Paul, am telling you that if you get yourself circumcised, Christ will not benefit you at all. Again, I testify to every man who gets himself circumcised that he is obligated to do the entire law. You who are trying to be justified by the law are alienated from Christ. You have fallen from grace. What he's saying here, and I just want to make sure that we're really on the same page, is that if you're going to just adhere to the law, then you're not under grace. Okay, because what you're doing is trying to have this freedom by your own actions, by your own doings, when Christ already did it. So he's saying, what's the point of, like, Christ is not going to benefit you if you think that you have to do everything yourselves, right? Verse 5, for we eagerly await through the Spirit, by faith, the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision accomplishes anything. What matters is faith working through love. Verse 7, you were running well. Who prevented you from being persuaded regarding the truth? This persuasion does not come from the one who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole batch of dough. I myself am persuaded in the Lord. You will not accept any other view. So what he's saying is that if there's a little bit of something that you're putting, you know, in whatever the mix is of your type of Christianity, it taints the whole thing. A little leaven leavens the whole batch, right? Verse 11. Now, brothers and sisters, if I still preach circumcision, why am I still persecuted? Because remember, Paul who used to persecute Christians at this point is being persecuted himself. So he's saying, if I still preach circumcision, which is the law, then why would he be an issue? Why would they be after him? He then says, in that case, the offense of the cross has been abolished. I wish those who are disturbing you might also let themselves be mutilated. Circumcision being the mutilation. Verse 13 for you are called to be free brothers and sisters only don't use this freedom as an opportunity for the flesh but serve one another through love for the whole law is fulfilled in one statement love your neighbor as yourself but if you bite and devour one another watch out or you will be consumed by one another so at this point, it's very clear that a point of division within the churches of Galatia was circumcision. There were people who were saying that you needed to be circumcised and people who were not getting circumcised. So there's this, you know, this issue that's coming up. It's not an issue about salvation, you know, very much like second and third tier issues today that 
don't have any bearing on your salvation. They're not compromising the gospel. I've mentioned second and third tier issues in the past. Um, These essentially are issues that come up within the church, but more specifically differences between denominations and even within denominations, differences in how those things are, are lived out or walked out. So this is one of those things at that time. He's saying, you were called to be free, only don't use this as an opportunity for the flesh. And we're going to get into that for, you know, in just a second, but serve one another through love. So he's saying, don't do this to, you know, give into the temptation that comes up in your flesh. Instead, serve one another through love because the law that you're trying to, you know, live out, it's all fulfilled in one statement. Love your neighbor as yourself. The spirit versus the flesh. This is chapter five still. We're in verse 16. And you might be familiar with the fruit of the spirit. So this is the area of scripture that really dives into the fruit of the spirit. And this is going to be tying into verse 13 that I had mentioned where he says, for you were called to be free. Only don't use this freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but serve one another through love. So that was verse 13. I really want to just sit there for a second. Verse 13, he's saying, use your freedom to serve one another through love. Okay. This just so happens to be my verse for the year. It's kind of like the, uh, the mission of this year. Okay. Verse 16, I say then, walk by the spirit and you will certainly not carry out the desire of the flesh for the flesh desires what is against the spirit and the spirit desires what is against the flesh these are opposed to each other so that you don't do what you want but if you're led by the spirit you are not under the law so i'm going to pause there and just reiterate i'm going to paraphrase he's saying walk by the spirit and you won't give in to the temptation to give in to your flesh because what the flesh wants is opposite of what the spirit wants and what the spirit wants is opposite of what the flesh wants they can't both be living harmoniously at the same time right like if you're saying yes i want to be patient if you're being patient you will not be impatient right like you will not be in a rush that is what the flesh would want but if you're walking by the spirit if you're you know, giving into what the spirit wants, you would be patient, let's just say, okay? Moving into verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are obvious. We're not gonna get into breaking down all of these, by the way, but here we are. Verse 19, now the works of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, hatreds, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and anything similar. I am warning you about these things, as I've warned you before, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. All right, so what we're talking about is all of these desires that come up in us sexual immorality maybe you want to sleep with your partner before 
you get married. That would be immoral, right? Moral impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, which I'm doing a study on idolatry right now. You'd be surprised at things that are idolatrous in our hearts. When I was talking about verse 13, okay, serving one another, the whole part of that, you know, the whole uh, background of that chapter is that there's this dividing issue. And one of the works of the flesh is, or a couple of them, are dissensions and factions. Dissensions are essentially divisions. So if you look at, I believe it is Romans chapter 16, verse 17, there's a reference to dissensions there. Dissensions are disagreements that lead to discord. Factions. Second Peter um, chapter two, verse one talks about factions. Okay, I'm just pulling a definition for you. A faction is a small organized dissenting group within a larger one, especially in politics. A state of conflict within an organization, a dissension. So dissension, dissensions and factions are synonyms. So that's what was happening, right? They're all disagreeing to the point of discord on the circumcision issue. And he's saying, don't use your freedom for that. Use your freedom to serve one another humbly in love. Verse 22, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I'll go slower. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. So how does this tie into serving others? How does this tie into anxiety stopping you from serving others? Well, let's just take a moment and consider what you're focusing on when you're anxious. And to be clear, I'm not talking about those of you who are afflicted with clinical generalized anxiety disorder, right? Like these are clinical diagnoses. And I might not have even said that correctly. So let me just confirm. Generalized anxiety disorder. So this is a clinical diagnosis, okay? It's common, but that's not what I'm talking about. If you have a chemical imbalance in your brain that is leading you to have these excessive, exaggerated, anxious, and, and worrisome thoughts about everyday life events for no obvious reason, this is something that is happening, unfortunately, chemically in your brain, and it's affecting you. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking to my sisters in Christ who are struggling because of circumstances, because something threw them off and now they're worried. 
this is the type of stuff that you are working through. Okay, so is anxiety stopping you from serving others? Well, let's think about it. Are your thoughts on God and how mighty God is or are your thoughts on the circumstances and how huge those circumstances are? I mentioned idolatry earlier in the study of idolatry that I'm in right now by the Daily Grace Co. It's called More Than Anything. Really enjoying it. And you would be surprised the things that are little idols in our hearts, the things that have our affections over God, that are exalted on little thrones in our hearts and in our minds. So I wonder, are your worries sitting on the throne of your heart and mind are you maybe sitting on the throne of your heart and mind because you have a view of yourself that essentially paints a picture of you being the one who can get out of your problems or who has all the answers are you getting in your own way are you putting your faith in yourself i don't know if you are but you should pray about it i've been there i've thought that i could control all of the pieces of the puzzle to get the outcome that I wanted to have the the right puzzle. And it just, it never works. You know why it never works? Because we are not the creators of the universe. We don't control everything. We don't control anything. We control only ourselves. And even that, sometimes if you can't get a hold of your thoughts, is not happening, right? Like if you can't control your thoughts, then you really aren't controlling yourself. You're just kind of running out of control. And self-control, is a fruit of the spirit. So if you are not able to control yourself, then what's happening? You are essentially giving into your flesh based on what we read, because it's very clear here that you cannot be giving into your flesh desires and giving into what the spirit desires at the same time. So if you want peace and you're not getting it, what are you actually focusing on? What is your heart filled with? These are questions for you to consider. So if anxiety is preventing you from serving others, what is that fear rooted in? What are these worries that you have? If you're not supposed to be serving others, if you're not qualified to serve others, if you're not ready to serve others, where are these thoughts coming from? Where are these beliefs coming from? And what are they rooted in? My question isn't being presented to condemn you or to judge you or to bring you into a position of shame. It's really to bring you into a position of submission. Because when you submit these things to God, when you present them to the Lord, when you identify that you have an area of opportunity that only he can work out, then maybe you are giving into your flesh and you don't even see it. Maybe you don't even know it. But you know that you are not filled with joy. You know you are not filled with peace. You know that when it comes to serving others, there's all these things that come in the way, all these reasons. And they might be logical reasons. They might make sense. But that doesn't mean that they're true. Things that make sense aren't always true. So stop convincing yourself and start seeking God's wisdom. Ask him for understanding. James chapter 1, verse 5 is very clear in identifying what we can do and what we get out of doing that. What does James say? James was the brother of Jesus, half-brother of Jesus. He says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. So if you lack wisdom, 
if you lack understanding, if you've been leaning on your own understanding, ask God to reveal to you what it is that you should know. He gives generously and it will be given to you. Does anxiety stop you from serving others? If so, why? Truthfully, this episode is not going to bring about the answer to that question, but it will bring you hopefully to your knees and submission to the Lord so he can disclose that to you. So he can show you what it is that's keeping you from serving others humbly in love. We're on this earth to serve him and to point others to him. And we know that part of that means that we are serving others. We are in service to others, whether it's others in the church, whether it's others who are less fortunate, the poor, the homeless, the sick, the needy, whatever it is that you are passionate about, you are passionate about it on purpose. And so I wonder if you're using those passions to gratify your flesh or if you're using them to glorify God. And whatever the true response is to that in your heart, I pray that the Lord would work it out, sort it out in you, and that you would be transformed, that there would be a renewing of your mind and that you would run after him at full speed and serve him and seek him and love him and point others to him and shout from the rooftops how good he is and not worry about all the ways that it will have to work out or that it might not work out, that you would just listen, that you'd be obedient, that you would trust him, that you would surrender and submit and that you would be filled with peace as a result that in walking by the Spirit, you would have that joy and that you'd be patient with yourself and others and that you'd be gentle with yourself and others and that there would be this self-control, especially when it comes to your mind racing and you know jumping to all of these different conclusions that, again, might seem logical but are probably not rooted in God's truth. So with that, I invite you to get into community. And if you don't have a community, you can come hang out on Facebook. Create the community that you want to be part of www.herrenewstrength.com forward slash community. A couple Bible studies in there. We'll be gearing up for another one in about a month or so. And you're always welcome. Come as you are, not as you think you should be, because none of us are perfect. We're all out here figuring it out, trying to do our best, and just hoping that our lives are pleasing unto Him. And if you don't know the Lord, you're still welcome. I appreciate you. I thank you for being here. And I will see you on the next one. Bye. Hey, sister girl, if you love today's episode, the best way you can show love and support is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. This helps other Christian women who want that same support and valuable content actually find the show. Oh, and if you're ready for more and you want to learn about free group Bible study, upcoming events, free courses, and other services, head to HerRenewedStrength.com and subscribe to the weekly newsletter to become an insider. You'll get my weekly top five extra tips and bonuses. I'll see you on the inside.